Good morning. I have my Bible open to Romans chapter 16. And I invite you to open your Bible to that place. Romans chapter 16. We often use the phrase preaching and teaching from the text of Scripture. And here is a text we're going to begin with this morning in Romans chapter 16 and verse 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. The Apostle Paul wrote to the local church in Rome. That letter is the subject of our Bible classes Sunday morning and Wednesday night. The Apostle taught them further about the gospel of Christ. He gave them motive and good direction for right living and good relationships with each other. And he wrote to take them to a deeper love and respect for God, God's plan, God's Son. The Apostle Paul to the church in Rome, and here's part of his conclusion. We've just read, greet one another with a holy kiss, the churches of Christ greet you. I'm going to talk to us this morning about the churches of Christ. And the question comes up, are local churches relevant anymore? Should they continue? Some have closed. So it may be a good time to review this common question. Are local churches relevant? And then what we ought to do is think about our participation in this local church. One negative impact of the pandemic has been that people have become comfortable watching live streams at home, not gathering with the saints when in fact they are able to. There are people all over who have just become comfortable watching live streams because it is convenient. And I'm not talking about health caution. I'm not talking about necessary and occasional absence due to extenuating circumstances. Some have just decided this is easier. No driving. Don't have to get up at a certain time. This is just easier. Live streams at home. Some local churches have closed. So the question that arises out of all that is, is the local church still relevant? Now, let's look at this statement written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Now, what does this verse tell us? It tells us there was a compelling affection Christians had for each other. And in that culture, this was the way that affection was expressed, the holy kiss. 
It also tells us something that is utterly simple. There were churches of Christ. Christians under instruction from the apostles formed local groups where they lived. Teams in various places where Christians were. <coughs> there were churches of Christ. There is a growing popular attitude that really goes before the pandemic, often expressed when somebody says something like this, I don't do church. And the tone of that statement is often defensive and in some cases carries a tone of arrogance. For now, we're going to leave the technical, grammatical part of that statement aside. Doing church is really not the proper way to express our involvement. But we want to focus on what people are talking about and address that. People are talking about their misguided desire to be Christians without being with other Christians. I mean, from now on, beyond the pandemic, aside from any concerns about health, it is so easy to just leave off local church association and become what someone has called couch Christians. And sometimes as these kinds of things are discussed, the argument will be made that the local church is no longer relevant. We, in our modern times, have grown beyond such an institution. We've reached a time when it has no place anymore. It doesn't matter. It's not necessary. It, it has no value or purpose anymore. Maybe it did once, but it is argued today, not anymore. You may meet people who claim to be Christians and speak of their relationship with God and perhaps even read the Bible and talk some about what it says. But there's no sense of commitment to any group where God's word is respected, where evangelism and edification is collectively pursued. So we need to use the Bible to address these ideas. Is the local church relevant? And there are good answers. Good answers for us and good answers we can share for others. The first part of my answer is what's relevant is what God wants. I tell you, the majority pattern of religious activity is all about human experience and desire, not God's Word. <clears throat> the center of gravity in modern denominational religion is not the Bible, it's what men and women want, and it changes all the time. And that's why so much of modern religion doesn't look anything like what you read in the New Testament. People want entertainment. People want convenience without commitment. People want not so much worship services, but daycare services and recreational services and therapeutic services and fellowship halls and all of that. 
And people today seem to think worship is for us, maybe even to us. That worship should meet our needs. That it should entertain the spectators. Something you watch. So you want it to captivate you or distract you or something that is about you or about us. It is a tragically self-centered, driven kind of thinking. That has shifted the center of gravity from God and His Word to men and women and what they want. So there are these protests and common pleas for relevance. Give us what we want now. You've heard those common protests and cries. What do we want? We want it now. Easy and convenient. That's seriously misdirected. What's relevant? What really counts to our spiritual need is what God has said that He wants. Here's what's relevant. Acts 5.29, we ought to obey God rather than man. What's important is not what most people want. What's important and relevant is, according to Hebrews 11 verse 6, diligently seeking God. God wants Christians to work with each other. So the local church, as described in the New Testament, is relevant because it is what God wants. I want you to look at the New Testament. And what I'm talking about now is the table of contents. Just open your New Testament to the table of contents at the very first of the book. The table of contents. And you have the truth about who Jesus is and what He taught and did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What's in the book of Acts? The church has its beginning documented by Luke in Acts chapter 2. There is the church in the universal sense that I was talking to us about two weeks ago. Composed of every person who obeys the gospel. Every Christian. But before you get out of Acts chapter 2, <coughs> under direction from the apostles, there is a local church in Jerusalem. And then as you make your way through the book of Acts, the local church at Antioch, Troas, Caesarea, Philippi, Corinth, Ephesus, Thessalonica, and Rome, what are we learning? God wants Christians to be together and work together. That's His plan. Now, still looking at the table of contents for the New Testament, you see on that page... Letters written to local churches. Rome, Corinth, the churches in Galatia, Ephesus, Philippi, Colossae, Thessalonica. Now one more step in this exercise. Open to the book of Revelation, the last book of the New Testament. And I want you to notice a set of paragraphs in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. And what you see there are letters written to seven churches 
in Asia, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Seven local churches. What is your conclusion? Can you read all this about local churches and still think, well, it just doesn't matter? That was back then, and we are modern, enlightened people. Can we read this and continue to argue that one's involvement with other Christians is irrelevant? I'll tell you what we ought to discover here. It matters to God. The local church, as described in the New Testament, was instituted by God to do His will for the spiritual value of His people and unto His glory. It was and should be today the place where God's people are instructed, refreshed, spiritually, and encouraged by one another. There needs to be, because of what God has said, what Paul wrote in Romans 16, 16, the churches of Christ. And I believe there needs to be the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. Now, when we read about these things in the Bible and we make the choice to work together, what will be the results of our working together? First, God is pleased. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, God has set the members, each of them in the body, just as He pleased. See, we can never forget it's all about God. It is not about my convenience. It is not about what entertains me. It's not about what will bring the masses in. It's not about my social needs and preferences. It's all about God. The God who made us, who loves us, who deserves our whole hearts and our lives. So if I discover it pleases God... For me to be associated with his people, I'm going to seek out that association. And I'm going to let God's straight talk in the Bible about all that influence what I do in my association with those people. Our association together to work and worship pleases God. If nothing else could be said, that would be sufficient to motivate our highest involvement in what God has planned, the local church. The gospel is preached. 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 8, For from you the word of the Lord is sounded forth, Paul said to the church at Thessalonica. <coughs> the church at Antioch was engaged in preaching the gospel. The church at Philippi, the church at Ephesus and Colossae. One of the results, when we participate together as God has directed, will be the proclamation of the gospel of Christ. We ought to be committed to that. We ought to be working diligently and prayerfully and in better ways to get the gospel out of this building and to the lost. A group of Christians who love the Lord will seek the lost and get the message out. 
as God has directed. A third result will be when people work together in local churches as God has directed, Christians grow. Christians grow. Paul said to the church at Corinth, edify one another, 1 Corinthians 14, 1-12. There is an expression here in 1 Corinthians 14 in the context, the edification of the church. And Paul says, we should excel in that. One value of the local church is that we teach each other and help each other to receive the spiritual nourishment and discipline and the training we need to be who we ought to be out there. So worship such as we've engaged in today, Bible classes, preaching, singing, not to entertain but to praise God, to honor Christ, and to build ourselves up for greater service. Someone will say, God accepts me just the way I am. But does he want you to stay the way you are? He wants you to be edified. He wants you to read your Bible. He wants you to be influenced by other good people, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Philippians 2 and verse 13. Is the local church relevant? If you're asking about the local church as a group of Christians, as written in the New Testament, the answer will always be yes. Not because men approve, but because God has said He wants His people to work and worship together. It pleases Him. It is a means of the proclamation of the gospel. And it becomes a valuable place for Christians to be edified in the faith. I hear reports from time to time of local churches of Christ closing their doors. And there are several causes that would combine. Sometimes the economy and the exodus of people and the demographics change in such a dramatic way the local church cannot be sustained or has to change their location. And there are certain factors we may have little control over. When people no longer have jobs, they cannot give the way they were able to give. When they had jobs, that's reality. When people move away from a community, we have to learn to accept that, wish them well, and trust they will serve the Lord in their new location. Some things having to do with economy, demographics, and personal relationships and even death we cannot control. But there's one <coughs> sad reality. Many local churches close down because of lack of commitment. There are a few who are committed, but not everybody. And it all grinds to a place where it's shut down. 
And a generation arises without the essential commitment to sustain the work of the Lord. Whether there are 200 or 20, sustain the work of the Lord. If we are committed to God wholeheartedly, if we believe in Jesus Christ and we've given our lives to Him, that will show up in our participation with each other. And we will be a part of that affectionate greeting. The churches of Christ greet you. Let's be standing as we sing.